Welcome to this episode of Tea with Triggy. It's great to have you here. This is a podcast where I catch up with friends and people that I find fascinating. I check that they're doing okay and ask for tips to help us stay at home more comfortable. This week's guest is one of the great male vocalists, songwriters and performers of his generation. We've never met, but I'm a huge fan, so I'm very excited to be talking to Rufus Wainwright. Well, I can't believe I'm sitting here talking to Rufus Wainwright. This is so exciting. Oh, well, the same for me. Oh, lovely. Before we start our little chat over a cup of tea, do you drink tea? Um, you know, I, I'm more of a coffee guy, uh, though I, in the afternoon um, I, 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 enjoy a, I enjoy a strong cup of builder's tea. Oh, you like so, your builder's tea? Oh, that's yes. interesting. Yeah, I've got yeah. lemon and ginger today, yeah. but um, <laughs> but I I I like I like proper tea with milk. Yeah. Do you have it English style with milk? Yeah, you know, I have it with sugar, milk. milk I, and- I know I know that you're not supposed to. If you're English, you're not really supposed to put sugar in your tea. Is that true? Well, I do honey, but yeah, a lot yeah. a lot of real tea drinkers frown at that. Yeah, yeah, no, because my my <laughs> my mother's um, boyfriend for for about ten fifteen years, he was English, very English. And oh, really? He he frowned upon uh, the sugar in the tea thing and uh that's so, so funny so. i wonder why <laughs> maybe he thought it took away the flavor yeah i don't know somebody was... told me that last week they said that actually they frown of milk going in wow. proper tea because it uh, takes away the flavor of the tea but good lord i don't well, know the other the other tea thing is that my husband who's who's german he loves earl grey tea yeah. And English people don't really like Earl Grey tea. Well, uh, what I, every morning I have a mixture of English breakfast tea and Earl Grey together because oh, okay. I okay. find Earl Grey a bit flowery on its own. Yeah. But if yeah. you mix it, t- tell him to have a go. It's lovely. Okay. Uh, a teaspoon of Earl Grey, a teaspoon, if it's real leaf tea, of yeah. English bread or tea yeah. bag. And it's a lovely mix. Yeah, yeah. So, My favourite is Yorkshire tea, of course. Oh, that's that. Yeah. Whoa, that yeah, put hairs no. on your chest. <laughs> I, call that, I call that the crystal meth of teas. It is. <laughs> anyway, can I just, number one, congratulate you on this new album. It's fabulous. Oh, thank you so much. Unfollow the... Ro- it's absolutely... I mean, I've been lucky, everybody, because I got a preview um, copy of it. So I've been playing it all week, and it's oh, it's it's haunting me actually. Yeah, well, these are these are haunting times, and uh, certainly are. You know, and I I was as as I was saying earlier when we first got on. I mean, I was it was supposed to come out uh, in April, uh, but now it's coming out in in July, and I think that was a really good move, um, mainly because. but we were all in such shock, you know, a few months ago over what yeah. was occurring. And uh, and I don't think anybody was ready to um, really process anything, you know, no. uh, too, too, too um, challenging. And I think this record now is, it kind of goes with the kind of ongoing malaise and worry. Wow. Uh, but in a, you know, in a, in a, in a positive way. I mean, I, I'm oh, just, absolutely. you know. And, you know, and some of the tracks, you know, some of them are, more uplifting than yeah, others but yeah. I think I think it captures the mood very well but what's so wonderful I think about your music is you don't sound or the songs don't sound like anybody else yeah. and that to me is 
to me, is a true artist. You know it's you immediately. And you don't follow what's in fashion. And that's what's so intriguing. I mean, have you always kind of just had a way you are going with your music and you just don't get moved? Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's interesting because I, there are moments when I've, I've almost wanted to, you know, create some kind of Faustian bargain where I could, in fact, you know, write <laughs> what, what was meant to go on the radio at that time and, you know, make, a, make more money and, and be, you know, on top of the charts and stuff. But, um, but, but when, when it, whenever it, it comes down to the wire and I write a song or I'm in the studio, um, there's a strange kind of um, uh, direction that, that just always takes hold. And, and, it's, and, it's this, and it's this, you know, Rufus style that I don't know where it came from or, or how it um, was created, but, but it, it just totally takes control. And I, and I end up, you know, with this product that uh, that is that is very incredibly unique for better or for worse, um, I think the main the main gist of why that is is that uh, you know I grew up in an incredibly musical family you know with my dad Loudon mm-hmm. and my mom Kate McGarrigal and and they were always I don't know they were incredible they were really influenced by a, a, a wide variety of music and oh. and 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 so I was I don't know I was always um, introduced to to incredibly um you know deep stuff uh, from a very very early age and then on top of that I, I got into opera at 13 which was kind of my own thing and, and that you know further complicated things <laughs> so yeah yeah because actually well in, certainly in this album there are lots of kind of I you can hear the op- opera kind of yeah. influence I love actually because I was trying to come up with well what is it it's not pop and it's not rock and it's not uh, classical it's and it's not it's kind of there's a nod to musical theater that I can yes. hear yes yes definitely. and I, I I love your story I, I watched your documentary about when you went to see Annie yeah when yeah, you were a yeah. little boy yeah yeah and you fell mad <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Madly in love with it and drove yeah, your mum yeah. mad because you wanted to play Annie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Is I was, that true? I was con- well, I, w- I wanted to be so... Annie. I wanted Aww. to be Annie, and my mother uh, plainly told me that uh, in fact that was that was possible because there were certain productions that cast you know uh, prepubescent boys, uh, and <laughs> uh, you know, in somewhere in you know Saskatchewan or something, and uh, which was a complete lie. <laughs> You know, you know. So, so for about two years, I really thought I was going to be in a production of Annie at some point, and wear uh, that red wig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so it was. It was interesting. It was an interesting. But presumably, presumably, the music had had quite an influence on you. If you fell in love with it so much, no, the the music was was incredibly um, influential. And to this day, you know, I, I, you know, my daughter loves Annie. Uh, now. Of course. And, and so I got to revisit the score and uh, and there's just so many great songs in, I know. in that musical. Yeah. But I love now that you've you've actually given a name to your music, Rufus Style, which is brilliant. Yeah. I think that <laughs> I think that's what we should call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've been trying. I mean, I really, I really, for years, even when my first album came out, I was I was always a kind of um, anomaly, and and that. Uh, and I think initially it was it was difficult to to deal with because you know in terms of marketing and and uh, radio you know nobody could ever mm. kind of quite figure out what to do. But I, I think for the on the long for the long run it's really paid off 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, also, it means you're completely true to yourself. Yes. You're not trying to follow a fashion or or, or do a disco or do a, you know, rock. It, yeah. It's not about that. And, yeah, and, yeah. and you've got such a huge uh, fan following who love and adore you. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I have, I have a healthy fan following. They're very loyal. Uh, and, 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 mm. and, and they, and they kind of come with me on all of my shenanigans musically and... Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm fortunate to be not be alone in my insanity. Oh. <laughs> so you 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 were born in New York, right? But you grew up in Montreal. Yeah, Montreal. Yeah, I was born in, in upstate New York, and uh-huh. oh, and whereabouts? Then, uh, in in Rhinebeck. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. Right, that, it's, yeah, gorgeous it's gorgeous up there. Yeah, and I ended up actually going back to that area for for boarding school uh, when I was a teenager to Millbrook. Which oh is, yeah, which is oh close. I, I know it well actually. I do. We've got friends who live in Millbrook. Yeah, yeah. So I was in that area for about four years for high school, and but uh, and then I went back to Canada for for university. I went to McGill. So so it's uh, yeah. It's always been this fair. My early uh, life was ferried between New York and, and Montreal because my dad stayed in, in in New York after my parents divorced. So I yeah, because your dad's American, right? Dad's American, and I know you. I know your mum because I'm I'm a huge fan of oh, the Garrigals. Oh, wonderful! Go way back, and I have to tell you something really fun. Okay, You're going to laugh actually. But when I I did an album. Because I, I, I sing a little yes, bit as well, yes, and I've yes. done Broadway and things. Yes. But I did an album in 19... I think it was about 1976, 77, and I was so obsessed with the McGarrigals, wow. and I had the albums, and I recorded My Town. Oh, really? Oh, wonderful. Is it, I, is it available? One of my, one can of my, I get it? Or? Oh, gosh. You can probably get an old... It, the, the album was Please Get My Name Right. You can probably get an old one from... You know, you go online and you can pay a pound for yeah, it or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> but it's nice oh. recording, actually. I'm proud of that. But I was so obsessed with them, with the, the McGarrigals and Joni Mitchell, who I, I, I'd love to talk to you about in a minute. But... Um, but I just thought that was the most gorgeous song. And I loved their close harmonies. And so you must have grown up with all that going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, um, I, my mother and aunt were, what they did, which was interesting, is that they, you know, they had quite a bit of success initially when they went uh-huh. to, Cal, you know, California and to make their, their first two records. And, um, and they were really slated, uh, at one point to be, you know, really pushed by Warner Brothers uh, mm-hmm. and made into these, you know, I wouldn't say celebrities necessarily, but made into something. Mm-hmm. Um, and they totally, they categorically refused <laughs> to go there and because, you know, they had small children at the time and yeah, they were like, difficult. no, we, they were like, no, we'd rather, you know, hang out at home <laughs> with our kids. And, and they, and they, and subsequently, you know, my, my mother uh, moved back to Canada and really focused on bringing up my, my sister and I. I mean, she they still made albums and... and oh, I know and, they and, did. And, yeah. I, I mean, as I say, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm it, well, it reached me in England. This is in the, uh, you know, mid-70s. Yeah, yeah. And they continued on, you know, you know really up until my, uh, until the 90s. And, um, but, but, but needless to say, they really made a conscious decision to focus on, on bringing up their kids, which, you know, certainly my sister and I uh, benefited from. Of course. Um, but also there was, I have to say, there was a little bit of uh, pent-up um, frustration, especially for my mother, because uh, she was quite ambitious, my mom, and I think a lot of her her kind of 
her dream of of, of uh, succeeding then kind of transferred into you know myself and my sister, and she she was yeah and she was able to kind of continue her ambitions through our through work. through you yeah, yeah. Through us. I mean those though she wrote some of her greatest songs you know uh, even up until she passed away uh, yeah I'm so sorry ago, about so. that yeah no, my condolences but um but you know obviously her musical le- legacy has come out in coming you know through you and your sister which is lovely yeah yeah and yeah. did you did your mum teach you to play piano or did yeah, that no, just Yeah, I mean, of... I, I always grew up with her playing around me um, and, and so I gravitated towards that instrument. But, that, but then I started taking, you know, lessons with nuns and, and, um, <laughs> and so forth, uh, getting it all whacked out of me. And, uh, <laughs> and, oh, uh, was, it, was it a strict boarding school? No, Ooh. no, I mean, this is when I was, I, this is before I went to boarding school. I was, oh, okay. I was, I was in Canada. And they and they still had you know I went to Catholic school. Uh, oh, okay. With, you know it was like public school, but they, or private yeah. or I don't know how you say that. Pub, yeah, public I know, in I know. America, I'm, which yeah, isn't the same. Is, which, yeah, I know. I, I went to public school later in uh, upstate New York. Yeah. But uh, but but yeah, but that was all nuns who, who taught me early on. And they were strict. They I were understand. strict. They were just very you know. I mean, one of the one of the the best stories that, that I remember having. Uh, or funny that my mother liked to tell is that we went to visit a nun to, to for piano lessons and and the nun said oh you know you have your son has a lot of talent and then and then my mother jokingly said well maybe one day he'll play Carnegie Hall and and the nun went where's that <laughs> <laughs> so, that's hysterical yeah so that is true yeah. hysterical oh my goodness it was a, it was an interesting place to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> and I also uh, read somewhere that you uh, you came because my my other obsession in those early days was Joni Mitchell. Yes, yes. And I think I played a I knew every lyric of every song ever written. I was completely obsessed with her. And I read that you you kind of didn't come to her till much later because your mum didn't really like you to play her in the Yeah, house. yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. My mom was, was somewhat conflicted uh, about <laughs> Joni Mitchell. Uh, and I think she had one good reason and one bad reason. I mean, meaning that, like, the good reason and, and, and one that I respect with her was that she was from a really arch kind of a very intense folk music scene. Yeah. You know, they, yeah, they, they were right. total purists. And uh, in fact, I think they would come to London, you know, and hang out with like Peggy Seeger and, and, and you know, Pete Seeger. And it was they were into like field recordings. So, you know, so so Joni Mitchell for them was was really was somewhat of an abomination. And, you know, and, and in their defense, I do. I mean, I adore Joni Mitchell. I think there's, you know, a slew of people who thought after her that thought they were Joni Mitchell, too, who, you know, absolutely, <laughs> you know, who, who could have been, you know sidetracked anyways but uh but so that was that was that was her kind of uh philosophy but then on the other hand i think she was very jealous of her success and her you know and the fact that she did stay and and really make it in in in, in the mainstream and and uh so i it was sort of a it it was a double-edged sword i say a double-edged sword absolutely but you finally did come round to Joni mitchell and, and met her yeah 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 well what happened is that my husband um Jorn, uh, he was, for a few years, he, he ran this festival in Toronto mm-hmm. called the Luminato Festival and a really wonderful uh, 
um, establishment. Anyways, and and it, and it was coming round, and every year they would do a, a big show honoring a Canadian musician, and and uh, and the, and the year he was there, it was it was Joni's seventieth birthday. Oh, and uh, that year, and she hadn't been on stage for at least ten years. Uh, wow. And and they said, oh, you know, you should you should try to do a, a tribute to her and and he had never heard of her because he was from germany germany and he, they didn't really know her there so he then you know discovered her, her music and 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 subsequently became a, a rabid fan like a real yeah you know like, um, like me uh, yeah if you like if you like joni mitchell you yeah, don't no, just he like totally her went obs- went down, obsessed. yeah yeah he went <laughs> he went in, into the deep end and uh, and i followed him and i adore her music too but but uh but he really is is um, one of his one of her d- disciples, and uh, and subsequently, you know, we we did get to her, her to come and perform at her her seventieth birthday in Toronto, and it was a big deal because she hadn't been on stage. Oh, for how over wonderful! 10 years. Oh God, so, I I would I wish I'd have seen that. Yeah, no. Actually, was... I'm I became so obsessed with her. My daughter, who is 40, 40 she grew up with me playing Joni Mitchell in the car. You know, because yeah. it was. 70s she was born she was born in 78 so in the 80s so she grew up loving Joni Mitchell so much so that when she had her little girl who's now five they called her Joni oh beautiful after Joni Mitchell have you met Joni yet or I have a long time ago we've got mutual friends you know Peter Asher yeah I love Peter I just saw Peter Peter. the other day oh did you yeah I went went down to his place in in Malibu in Malibu well you know Wendy then yeah Wendy yeah no Wendy's one of my oldest closest friends I love her to bits yeah no they're they're amazing they're they're fabulous and I love that they're such a great art collection I love their art oh yeah that's Wendy really yeah yeah, I mean Peter buys a as well but yeah, when they have a nice I like it seems like what they buy they really love oh they do <laughs> you know but she's very very yeah. bright about art especially because I'm I'm not very good about modern art but she seems to find things she's got she's she's a very clever lady and I love her to bits she's also got a big heart yeah yeah no, no <laughs> fabulous. but anyway so I met Joni because when I was staying in Malibu with them one summer probably about 10 years ago yeah, yeah. um Joni came for lunch yeah, yeah yeah and it was like I was like oh my <laughs> goodness you know it's so it's very weird when you meet somebody that you've loved and adored yeah, for yeah, so many yeah, years yeah. and you think oh am I gonna make a fool of myself I'm like yeah. but actually we got on really yeah, well she yeah, was absolutely yeah. lovely no, she's and, doing, and she's doing well now I mean she's after her yeah because she was she, yeah she wasn't very well for a while was yeah, she but yeah, well, she when had, she Wendy keeps yeah, I know she did. Wendy keeps me in touch that she's getting better, which is well. If you see her again, just tell her I love I her. Will. And I, I will. And I can I send I her a big kiss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's seeing anybody these days in that respect. Oh, I know. But, how are you, how are you coping with with it all? You know, it's wildly depressing in terms of what's going on uh, with uh, with uh, California. I mean, we we tried so hard, and and it didn't seem to you know work out for us how we wanted it to. But you know. Onwards. <laughs> Have they bought the lockdown back in California then? They might, yeah, they might. Uh, uh, well, you know, I think that's going to happen all over because, you know, once... It's very difficult because they have to lift the restrictions because of the economics. They're doing right. it in England now. Right, right. But right. you get spikes in... You know, we've had one city that's locked down again and, right, you know, it's right, very... Right. I don't know. I, I, mean, I think... You know, it's, it, 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 I just, I just want to be, I want to be able to come back, to come to England soon. Uh, I miss Europe I a lot. Know. The travel thing is, 
is is really um, depressing. But but uh, but you know, look, we have our health, and and that's what's important. You're you're in California, correct? Yeah, I'm in Laurel Canyon. Yeah. Oh, oh, Laurel Canyon. Yes, yes. No, it's beautiful. Yeah. Is it hot and sunny at the moment? It Make is. us all jealous. No, it's, hot and sun- <laughs> it's hot and sunny, and you know, I'm I. Uh, I'm 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 well, I love it. I mean, I I always get nervous about the fire thing, you know. Of course, oh yeah, we're that's approaching true. That era, but uh, but it's been beautiful, uh, and, and this has been a great place to be during 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 um, the quarantine, and and uh, so as opposed to you know New York, um, where where a lot of my friends and family are. So I, I feel yeah, fortunate I think to be here. New New York got quite badly hit. Really didn't it? pummeled, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. LA might get pummeled now too. So. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, but you know, it's it's a it's a world problem. That's yeah. that's the trouble. And, and I mean, I think what, 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 what's interesting about it here now is that in terms of you know, it, a being an election year, uh, mm-hmm. a big one. You know, pro- arguably the biggest in history, especially at least in the United States. Um, and then also with the Black Lives Matter protests, yeah. which are you know, which are you know, totally. Re, reforming um, a lot of people's perception of, of the way yeah. this country is, and then with the pandemic, it's just a very dramatic. Well, I, I think dramatic it's spreading time. beyond America as well. The the the, the Black Lives Matter, yeah. which is you know, and it, what's wonderful is so many young voices yes. are coming in, yeah. and you know, from all races and saying this is not right. Yeah, and, no. and it's a, it's it's an so, it's an amazing time, and it, but, it but, is an amazing but, but time. without. Without, uh, but but like all true revolutionary periods, it's it's uh, it's very intense and very kind of yeah. you know wild. So I I'm I'm happy to be here though uh, though I just it, for me it's really for me it's boiling down to the election right now in the United States and getting Donald mm-hmm. Trump out of office and well and, yeah, and, you and thousands yes. millions of <laughs> others, I think and, 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 and really winning and especially turning the Senate uh, 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 democratic because it is. Um, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be. It's such um, a, a complicated. Intense. I mean, I don't actually understand yeah. the complete American system because, because I mean, I, people would say that actually be, the last election, right. Hillary got more votes per person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Trump still got in because of where the, the, the votes college, were. The electoral college. Yeah. I, 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 that's where I kind of yeah. check out. Yeah, no, I guess there's so there's some there's something, and I and I don't understand it completely myself. But there's a system in place that doesn't want to, you know, that does that wants to give, you know, as big a voice to you know rural areas that don't have as big of a of a population mm-hmm. as you I know see. urban areas yeah. or states okay. that have big but that have bigger populations. Which I mean, there's a there's a you know I think there's arguably like a an argument for that but but i but it's been just it's so it's been so manipulated to just serve yeah. the republican party so it just doesn't will it be really intriguing to watch oh yeah yeah no, <laughs> do you think be. he'll wear a mask though <laughs> oh oh at, at the at the convention i don't think he's gonna wear a mask um <laughs> i don't think so um, well, he should but uh, but I am I have to say I'm, I'm I'm quite excited about Biden, which is good. I mean I, I oh good because yeah, I don't really know much about yeah, him. Yeah, I mean but... he's sort of the I, I've met him a, a, a couple of times. In fact, I did a benefit for him recently, and and he uh-huh. has what's lovely about him, which I don't think can be under under 
kind of valued at this time is he's compassionate. I mean, because of, you know, he had two or three terrible tragedies that occurred in his life, you know, with his, because his, his, his first wife and child were killed in a car accident That's right. when he was Terrible. very young, and then his son died of, of cancer not okay. so long ago. So, so, so I think he has this, I don't know, emotional compass, <laughs> which, yeah. you know, which, which yeah. is so devoid at the moment with, in terms of Trump mm. and even the Republican Party. I mean, they're just, they're, they're just so, they're, they're so ang- either angry or, or, or numb. So it's, so it's, um, yeah, we just need a little love right now. <laughs> yeah, you certainly do. I've been doing a lot of cooking and knitting and sewing. I love that. Have you learned any new things? One of the one of the big aspects that I've been able to really um, investigate in my life that that for a long time was sort of on the sideline was was my drawing. Um, well, your drawing is... That's the other I was going to say. On, <laughs> on the documentary that came with the album, yeah. those and I was thinking, I wonder who did those drawings? And then you say, yeah. I, you know, I illustrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, it was always something... You know, I went to art yeah. school uh, briefly in, in, in Montreal after music school. After I, after I failed out of music school, I failed out of art <laughs> school. Uh, but, uh, but I maintained the... Um, you know, just the the, da- the doodle doodling and the dabbling, you know, in that in that arena for for many years uh, as kind of a fun little side project. But for this album, and because of COVID and just these wide uh, amounts of time that were given to me, I was I was allowed to really focus on on that uh, on that aspect of my life. Because you said in in the in the documentary that it, you loved it because it was coming out as. Um... A vinyl, yes, and that you can put all the drawings in. Yeah, so they'll all, yeah, they'll yeah, all be and, in the album. Yeah, and, and, That's and just, lovely. Yeah, with that big, larger, you know, format, you know, you can really see the the illustrations properly. And uh, and um, and it's funny. I was going to actually release the drawings as in the vinyl, and maybe even sell them. You know, as as uh, merchandise, like like posters and stuff. Uh-huh. I have been told though that. That I should hold off a little bit on that, and that if you know, if I want to continue the doing this work in illustration, which I do, um, I should really you know do some more, and and eventually you know really have a proper show, and I say have an exhibition, know, and have an exhibition, and yeah. find and maybe do that's... a book of them, you know. So so there won't. Actually... You should because they're yeah. fabulous. Oh, thank you. No, because I didn't know they were yours, <laughs> and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll look at that. Maybe let's say I'll look at when yeah. I finish the documentary. I'll look it up, and then you say, "Oh, I did the drawing." Yeah, yeah. Well, what's good about what I like about them is that they're very sincere. You know, I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's something I love to do. It's influenced by really more, you know, classical uh, illustration things like Beardsley and. Yeah, and, I would say uh, that. Yeah, know. yeah, I can see the. So I'm not trying to fan. reinvent the wheel or anything, but but they are, <laughs> but they are, people react strongly to them which is I think in the end of the day but I think if you are artistic like I mean my dad my dad was quite artistic and he I mean he he had to go out and work but he drew at home and he always painted all his life and and my and it's I can do a little bit I'm not great but my daughter Carly she's really good and and she actually studied our animation so I mean and she you know she spent from a tiny little girl, she she always had to have a pen or a pencil, and she, it was just there. Yeah. You just have to do it. Yeah, yeah. And to this day, I mean, she's a mum at the moment, but she draws all the time, and she draws for the kids yeah, and things. Yeah, yeah. 
And this time, I mean, I have to say it is, especially in terms of just not having any noise, not watching any television, you know, just not not really even reacting to what's happening in the world in the world around you. Nothing quite compares to getting lost in in, in, in drawing in, in, in an illustration. That's true, actually. You know, you really Well I do escape. that with sewing, you yeah, see. I yeah. get completely lost. I get my sewing machine out, I get my fabric, I put my music on and the world goes away. My mother was an, it, my mother was an amazing knitter. That that was what oh, she Oh yeah. What well she I was. knit as well yeah. for my grandchildren. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> and is it true your little girl came up with the title of Unfollow the Rules? Yeah, yeah. No, oh, she, that's she, so uh, great. She, she, she announced it one day that she was unfollowing the rules. And, and of course, like a responsible father, I re- immediately, you know, left and wrote a song about it. <laughs> As opposed to <laughs> reprimanding her. But it, it's such a great phrase, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, Did yeah. she say, I'm going to unfollow, I don't want to, I'm going yeah, to unfollow said, the rules? I'm, I'm going to unfollow the rules. And, uh, <laughs> And I think it was it was she was at that amazing age where they you know they just hear a lot of uh, phrases and 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 expressions and and then they put you know they put them together even though they're not necessarily meant to be you know and uh, how old is she? She's uh, she's nine now, but she she came up with this when she was about six. So, Brilliant. Yeah. And I think it was this thing where maybe she'd heard a lot about like unfollowing people on Facebook or Instagram. Oh, yeah. And then there was the rules. And then she was like, oh, I'll just press the button and I don't have to follow them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you were saying a little while ago about classical music, yeah. your love. You've written two operas, Two correct? operas, yeah. Prima Donna wow. and Hadrian. Actually, this is a painting here. That ended up being the cover of of uh, I love that of, of my uh, first opera for Deutsche Grammophon. We use that. That's a the, the the cover of it. So yeah, no, I, I I'm I'm big opera buff. Was that scary? Suddenly thinking I'm going to write an opera, uh, or did yeah, it just yeah. kind of flow out of you? Uh, well, I mean, it, it was scary, and thankfully it flowed. <laughs> so it was, <laughs> it was it was a bit of both. I think I think the scariest part was was really. Um, not so much. I mean, I mean, yes, composing it and producing it was 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 Herculean and 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 difficult and 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 also incredibly rewarding and and so forth. But it was. I think it was when I I was. Well, okay. Let's just say there was a there was a there was a percentage of the critics who 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 loved it. There was another percentage of the critics who, who I kind of more sided with. Who you know who had had very um, constructive, you know. Uh-huh. things to say and were you know more intri- intrigued but you know not necessarily you know bowled over and then there was like this one section who were just so savage <laughs> and <laughs> oh, so horrible and so mean and so kind of like bitter oh. and um and that was i had never come into contact with with that kind of with that sort of intensity viciousness Vicious. it's just vic- but you know yeah. a lot of it is jealousy i hate to yeah. tell you yeah you know you know they what can they do? Can they can they write beautiful songs like? Do have they got? A, you know, your voice is unbelievable. They're probably you know they're just jealous and they and also certainly in this country. I don't know whether it happens as much in America, but probably if if you be if you become like too famous and too loved, they want to bring you down because it's like oh well let's build them up, build them up. Oh yeah, they're brilliant. Oh no, we don't. You know, yeah, it's like. Yeah. They do that you know. a lot in Canada. 
and probably because it's part of the you know the Commonwealth. But uh, yeah, I say yeah, I think it's yeah, yeah, a very British the, Ameri- thing. Yeah, America, they're 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 less um, obsessed. Yeah, they kind them. of like success more in America. I yeah. think. I mean, I and if you're you know, not, I've... but the thing in America is that if you're not like monetarily successful, then they bring you down. Oh, which is even, I see. Which is even, well, that's, that's interesting. You know, that's there. Yeah. If you don't make a lot of money, you're kind yeah. of considered a loser, which is equally as gross. <laughs> but you know, I I've been in well, I've been in the business since you know over fifty years yeah. doing various things, and you know, I started as a model, and you know, yeah. in the, in this country, if you're a model, you're thick and stupid and can't do anything yeah. else. So I got all the flack for that, you know, and then. And you think, oh, well, screw you, yeah. I'm going to have a go anyway, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I was lucky because I met amazing people yeah. who gave me the chart. I met Ken Russell, the yes, film director, yes, yes. who put me in my first film that was a musical. And then I met Tommy Chu. Do you know Tommy? Yeah, I know, I, yeah, I know Tommy. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've and never... we did a big show on Broadway yeah, together. No. And so do you, you know, get Do you certain... know Penelope Tree? Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. One of, one of my first bookings in Paris for American Vogue yeah. for the French collections with was with Penelope. Wow, wow. I mean I think I was seventeen and or eighteen and she I think she's a year younger than yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was... We just spent the whole time in absolute hysterics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we was with Richard Avedon wow. who is the great photographer and who was divine and I was so tiny because I I'm not you know for modeling I was minute I was I'm only five foot six so all these clothes would arrive from the collections that were made for girls who have six foot and I'd put them on and I'd be drowned and we'd just be in hysterics because I guess because actually having met you now because I Penelope came to one of my shows once and then also I was quite good friends at one point with Varushka so it's sort of that whole Oh, which I was obsessed with Varushka. <laughs> and when I it was yeah, so yeah. funny because I I she I was I just thought she was the most beautiful creature on earth. I'd never met her and then in 1983 I did my one and only on Broadway with Tommy. It was a big Gershwin musical. And the guy who used to do my hair when I was modeling for American Vogue, a lo- lovely man who's no longer with us, Ara Gallant. He came to the show and and I didn't know. I, there was a knock on my dressing room door because he knew I was obsessed with Verushka all those years before. And the, I opened the door and there was Ara with, and he'd brought Verushka to the show. Oh, my God. And then we went out to dinner. It was wonderful. She was yeah, divine, yeah. absolutely no, she was divine. Such a, such, a, such a character and with her An ex- cats. And yeah, extraordinary stuff. woman. <laughs> so you also, didn't you live in New York? Didn't you live at the Chelsea yeah, no, Hotel? I lived, I, yeah, I lived in the Chelsea Hotel for, for uh, about a year. Wow, uh, what was that like? Yeah, no, it was, it was amazing. I mean, it was... What, what happened to me in New York is, is kind of, it's a funny story because I, you know, I, I, I was born in, in, in New York State and, and I would go all the time to visit my dad and spend certain holidays mm-hmm. there in the summer and stuff out on Long Island. Anyways, but, but, but initially I went, uh, you know, after I, I, I dropped out of university, I went to try to make it in New York and uh, as a singer-songwriter, failed miserably what I was doing did not correspond at all with the kind of grunge, kind of heroin chic thing at the time going on downtown. I was this sort of dandy, piano playing, opera loving gay boy. And it just, it just didn't fit well with downtown New York. So I kind of retreated, uh, 
uh, with my, my tail between my legs. And, but then was signed uh, by a company, uh, by DreamWorks Records uh, in L.A. and went out there and, and did very well in California for a, a few years, made my first record. And then I went back to New York you know, with an with a deal and, and an album and, and of course all the, you know, poo pooers and naysayers immediately <laughs> wanted to be friends with of me. Course. And you know, you know, I was led into all the clubs and got all the gigs and 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 and, and, and promptly, you know, rented a room at the Chelsea Hotel. Not you, <laughs> you know, changed my wardrobe <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and became this like very New York thing and uh, and had a you know and was there for a good fifteen years. But um but it was funny. I kind of had to reconquer New York or well do you I mean I love it's like if I yeah. couldn't live in London I think I'd yeah. probably live in New York I, yeah. I, I mean I will say I, I love New York and I'll all and I and you know we keep an apartment there a little tiny studio and and, I, and I'll always you know prize that city in a lot of ways but it isn't the same as it used to be for in the 90s for me and I, and I think it, I, I guess the city changes mm-hmm. um regardless uh but it's a little, I don't know. It's, you do get very, little, you do have to get out, don't you? I mean, I, yeah. I was, the longest I've lived in New York was when I was doing the Broadway show and I was there for two years because I had to be, you know, I was doing a show. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. you can't commute. So, um, yeah. and I must say at the end of it, it was like, I've got to get out. But it's also like, I mean, I, when I was funny, when I was talking to, about my mother's boyfriend Pat, mm-hmm. who was from England, who was you know lived in London. He would always he lives in France now. But I would said to him, like, oh, would you ever do you ever have the desire to go back to London and live in London? He's like, Rufus, London is not the same no, city <laughs> as when I was living there. That's it's true. like a whole other city, and I feel like New York in a lot of ways is the same. Yeah, it's no, not the same. London. City. I don't know how well you. I mean, you write a lot about London. That's what I want. Yeah, to no, I lo- Yeah, there's that lovely. Yeah. You, you talk about Belsize Park in. Yes, uh, yes, and and. Uh, um, Paddington Green. Yeah. <laughs> so have you spent quite a lot of time? Why Belsize Park? Did you did you hang out there? I, I have spent quite a bit of time in London. I met my dad, Loudon Wainwright. He lived in England for a good ten years. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, he lived in Hamps in West Hampstead. Oh yeah. Okay. So I would I would go there in the eighties and, and visit him. Oh, because Belsize Park's just down the road. Yeah, it's down the street. But that but that's that. Uh, the person I know best in Belsize Park is is Helena Bonham Carter. Oh yeah, because she's in that. Yeah. I was going to yeah. ask you about that wonderful video with her. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, divine yeah. in that, yeah. isn't she? She has, an, she, she has an amazing property in Belsize Park. She has like these, yeah, I know she does. But she's also little, the most. Um, I studios. love her. She's yeah, she's so gorgeous and beautiful and talented and eccentric and. I, love, I don't know her well, but we... we Has she been of, on your show uh, yet? You haven't had tea with no, her yet? No, I, I haven't, actually. I should, I should, that's a very good idea. I'm going to tell her that you suggested yeah. it. Yes, I, yes, yes, you must, you must. And she's game. She likes oh, to yeah, and also, because, you know, it's not... I like to try and talk to people who will have a giggle and, you know... And oh, yeah, and, oh, yeah, yeah. And as several I, giggles. You know, and um, and she, <laughs> you, she, you can have... But also, yeah, her yeah. career has been amazing. She's a very yeah, talented young lady. Incredible, incredible. So, when you went in to do this album, Unfollow the Rules, which come, I think it was, it came out on July the tenth, right? In yes, England, July the tenth. Yes, yes. Um, did you? Because you talked a lot about your producer that you said kind of 
let you run, but kind of you said just do one take. Is that true? You yes. just yeah, did, yeah. It's no, amazing. I mean, Mitchell, I mean, yeah, Mitchell, Mitchell from. Well, he was in a band called Crowded House. Oh uh, my goodness! Yeah, yeah. I loved Crowd. I didn't really. I didn't put that together. Yeah, he was in that band, oh, and he also brilliant. produced a lot of Randy Newman records. He, he produced a lot of. He was married to Suzanne Vega. Oh wow! For years, and, wow, and he wow, worked wow. with her. So he's 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 done a lot. And um, what was great is that he was very intent on not clouding the song, you know, and and have it be this immediate rather quick effect where you know if it worked then let's just stay with that and move on to something else that works and so it wasn't all done in one take necessarily but there was no need we would sort of find a take that we liked and then we would just use that one and and I think what was great about it is that you know on an artistic level it gave it more of a sense of urgency Mm -hmm. more of a sense of you know just more of a live quality to it but B, it was also incredibly less expensive. <laughs> well, yeah, than, you know, spending Listen, hours it, in the studio it, and you know the record industry is you know been very hit all over. It's not like yeah. the old days where they yeah. the record companies threw millions of dollars at artists. No, I, I think know. you know it's it's yeah. um, so it's kind of finding new ways of doing things and on much more of a budget isn't it yeah yeah and it is and i and i do you know look i made my first albums were very expensive and and uh and subsequently i you know i made no money (laughs) off of record sales because i had to you know pay back you'd spent it (laughs) yeah yeah so 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 this one uh i don't know i know uh, mitchell was was really cognizant of that and he paid attention to the budget which might sound really boring and and annoying, but I actually think it makes for better music. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Well, I have to say that it, this, uh, you know, I can't wait for everyone to get this album because it's re- it's really wonderful and the it's so eclectic and 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 goes into so many kind of areas. It's like lo- and and uh, you know, your voice is just amazing, amazing. <laughs> oh, your voice, thank it's you. so thank beautiful. You. It kind of. When you go into the high notes, I don't know, it kind of gets inside you. It's amazing. Yeah, well, I've been working a long time uh, uh, on my voice. And um, and, it, and 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 I think partially due to my passion for opera, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm oddly following the same trajectory, even though I'm not a classical singer. But in, in the classical world, as an opera singer, it's really in your 40s. Where you blossom. Oh, that's interesting. That's where you. That's when you sing the big roles, you know. And you and and uh, yeah. So I. So I think that somehow, uh, I've I've I'm on that track more than. Uh, do you, do you do you have singing lessons or no, have you had no? no that I mean, you I just had them sing. occasionally. Um, uh-huh. uh, here and there, little coachings, but 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 nothing. Uh, I mean, my, my the well-known story about my opera career. Or, or my non-opera <laughs> career as a singer is that I, w- I was in I was at McGill in in music school and um, I was studying composition and piano and then I thought well maybe I should you know dabble and 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 a little and see what the opera department is like for singing and I went in to sing for them and I was um, and I was and I had a kind of an odd outfit on uh, and to top it off I was wearing this bizarre pair of clogs I had this big it was you know it was the nineties I was wearing clogs. And uh, and uh, kind of punk clogs, and uh, and I sang for the professor, and and he said, "Oh, that's that's a you have a wonderful voice, you know. I think you could do quite well, but mm-hmm. you know what? 
you got to lose the clogs. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, and I said, <laughs> you know what? I'm keeping the clogs. And, and I subsequently didn't become an opera singer because of the clogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> well, it's been absolutely delightful to meet you even virtually and hopefully we can meet properly one day no definitely with a lot of our mutual friends yes i know i know i know we have we have to we have to really sit down and and uh, map that out because it would be great it would be great to meet you and i can't wait to get back to london and uh we'll, so we'll, we'll do it and um and good luck with unfollow the rules do you want to tell people where they can yeah get yeah it no or? i mean it's it, it, it's now out uh july 10th it came out and um I highly recommend getting the vinyl uh, just because we worked a lot on the packaging, but you can, of course, get it on CD. You can, you know, download it down. You can stream it, however, it's all, all the major outlets. And, you know, just to know one little thing about it, which is good, is that is that unlike any other record I've ever made um, with a major label, I have, I have a licensing deal with BMG. So I, I actually make a lot more money on this record. Oh, good. So just to, for, to let the oh, public know. Everyone yeah, buy if you buy it, it I'm actually, it's, it's coming, a lot of the um, money is coming to me directly as opposed to the record company. Right, so, that's so, good. So buy it, please. My favourite track at the moment, it'll change, yeah. but my favourite, there's a song on it called Only the People Who oh, Love. Oh, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of the oh, people. Are, I are love it. Yeah. It's so gorgeous. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And um, stay well. Oh, you too. Stay you too. safe. Yes, yes, yes. And um, and hopefully we'll let's, we'll meet let's get together in the future. Yes. When we can all travel a little yes. bit. Yes, wonderful. <laughs> bye bye. Oh, that was so lovely talking to Rufus. And if you want to listen to the album, it's called Unfollow the Rules, and it's out now, and it's fabulous. If you've enjoyed listening to Tea with Twiggy, please take a moment to give us a lovely five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people to find the show. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this podcast so you auto-magically get the next episodes for free. And do tell all your friends and family about it too. If you want to connect with me, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at Twiggy. Or you can find me on Instagram at Twiggy Lawson. My thanks go to all the people that have helped this podcast happen. Many thanks to James Carroll and all the team at North Bank Talent Management. Thanks to all the team at Stripped Media, including Ben Williams, who edits the show, my producer, Kobe Omanaka, and executive producers, Tom Wally and Dave Corkery. The music you can hear now is my version of Waterloo Sunset by The Kinks. If you'd like to hear the whole song, you can find it and all the other songs I've recorded on iTunes and Spotify. So check it out. I look forward to you joining me for my next episode. So see you then. Bye. Hi. 
Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.